Hello and welcome to the Fishing Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Weekman. Pretty special guest, uh, been on, John Stein's been on with the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission. He's a fisheries biologist up here in Northwest Arkansas. He's been on a few times, but he's back because the walleye are biting. People got questions, and so this is a good time to uh, connect with John, find out uh, about walleye fishing. Maybe even he'll give you some tips on catching them. And then uh, we'll just touch base on uh, crappie and uh, the stripers just at the end. So if you're if you don't want to hear about the walleye, you got to stay tuned till the very end. There you go. So, <laughs> tell us uh, tell us about uh, walleye fishing. Are they reproducing? How's that working on beaver? Yeah. So in uh, so we have a couple of populations of walleye up here in Northwest Arkansas. The first is beaver lake the fish that are in beaver lake that run into the river arms to spawn then there's also a a pretty good walleye fishery in table rock that runs out of table rock lake into some arkansas waters like beaver tail water Uh the king's river so lots of opportunities for walleye fishing around here Um, beaver lake they run up into you know people can catch them at war eagle creek right Right. you know they'll run out of the lake into war eagle creek but they'll also run up into the white river arm uh, anglers can catch them around uh, the Twin Bridges or Highway 45 access. Um, normally, spawning takes place. We know on the Kings River, the the peak of the spawn is around the second week of March. Uh-huh. So, uh, you know, 15th to 17th of March, and that's on the Kings. Wow. White River, uh, you know, it's a little earlier. We've done some sampling on the White River, and it was like the around the 10th or 12th and it all depends on the uh water temperature and 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 if we have a really cold spring it can be uh it can, you know it can push it back a little bit right but that's still march like yeah march it's yeah. it's normally normally the second to third week of march so this this is going to air this sunday so it'll give people plenty of time to go and get some lures and get ready right. tell us about uh reproduction on beaver lakes are you having to stock the walleye or are they reproducing naturally so we had a uh, we did a stock contribution study and found that sixty percent of the fish that we catch in the lake have been stocked. So okay. pretty good numbers of fish are surviving from our stocking, and so we believe that's because the population is fairly young um, compared to like Table Rock or Bull Shoals. Right. The biggest one of the first year classes we've seen, you know, what was really big was in two thousand and eight, and so you know. That's just a, it's a young fishery compared to like Table Rock and Bull Shoals. They've been around for many years, 30, 40 years. Um, We started stocking walleye and beaver lake around, uh, around the early 2000s. And uh, for some reason, when the lake was built, there were walleye in the White River. But when the lake was built, they just, they didn't do well in the lake. You'd have a few, you know, anglers, Uh anglers would catch a few every now and then, but not huge numbers. So we started stocking them around between 2000, 2002. Right. And uh, they, it took a few years. And, and, you know, in 2008, we had a really big year class. And uh, since then, they just we, we've seen several really good year classes. And, uh, and it's continually getting better. Right. And, as, you know, as the population gets older, you're going to start seeing those bigger fish like you see in Table Rock, you know, coming out of Table Rock, um, you know, I saw one the other day that was 12 pounds caught right. coming out of Table Rock. So we should be seeing that here pretty soon in Beaver, some big okay. ones coming on. So the ones that, that year class, that big year class, 
are they the ones that are seven, 16, 17 inches now? Well, those 2008 fish, be? those two, the fish from 2008, boy, they'd be big. You know, they're they'd probably the big. ones, yeah, they're oh. probably eight, 10 pound fish. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what's the growth rate on, on walleye? So, so for walleye, um, they they grow really fast in the south, especially in this area of the, of the state. So uh, they'll get up to about average size of 10 inches in their first year. Really? Yeah. Which, you know, if you compare that to some of the lakes in the upper Midwest, it may they may be three years old at that size, or two or three years old at that size. So, wow. yeah, they can average 10 inches. Some of them will be 12. And then you'll see them, you know, f- anywhere from – 15 to 17 the second year and then by the third year they're they're up to 18 inches pretty much the majority of them are up to 18 inches between yeah around the third year between the third and fourth year so they can wow males grow slower females grow a lot faster really and so yeah they get they grow fast that that is really fast yeah Yeah. and that that's good because uh you know in three years if you have a big year class, if we have a big year class in the lake, we know three to four years later, they're going to be, most of them are going to be over 18 inches, which is the minimum length limit. What's the numbers that you stock in this lake then? So we stock a uh, hundred thousand walleye fingerlings every other year. Uh-huh. And uh, it seems to be producing a pretty good fishable population. We think is over, over time as the population gets, o- right. gets older, we're probably going to have to go back and look at the stock contribution in the future. And there may be a ton of natural reproduction as the population gets really big and we may right. not need to stock in the future, but right now we still are. Let's talk about the river arms. You talk about, about walleye running up there and reproducing there. Would they not reproduce like in Montanay or Nelson's or Indian Creek or so, Prairie so, Creek? Yeah, and most How people, much flow do they need? Right. Most people think that walleye, you know, all your walleye are going to run up the river arms and spawn right. in flowing water. There's a big population that does that. But uh, we've seen this on Bull Shoals, Norfolk, and other lakes, and, you know, in the White River chain. Uh, their walleye will spawn down by the dam on uh, kind of cobble, pea-sized right. gravel. They don't need flowing water. Oh, they'll actually, all right. Yeah, they'll actually, yeah. you know, if... Uh, Certain there there may be lakes in the Midwest that doesn't have really good flowing water all the time. They'll spawn on riprap or they'll spawn on hard substances. Yeah, stru- you know structure in the water, and right. uh, they'll naturally reproduce and you know just with no flowing water. Is are those windblown banks that they're uh, trying to or do, it no, does it mainly it's it pea gravel. You know, oh, it's the, just the they're, they're looking for a, yeah they're they looking out. for a certain type of substrate to put it on to to spawn on because when walleye spawn their their eggs become and and their eggs are fertilized right by a male they fall to the bottom and they stick they're really sticky so they'll stick to rocks or you Mm. know it's better if they're spawning on riprap down by the dam or some or some pea gravel or some bigger rocks because uh that way they they're not going to get over you know um i guess covered up with silt right you know if they're if it's in a nice rocky area and there isn't much silt around they're they're going to do a lot better so does the male recruit the female or no. do they naturally end up in the same area they they end in this end up in the same area let's say in the white river uh-huh. uh, what will happen is and the best time to fish is right now in february 
um, before the spawn actually starts out. Right. Okay. But uh, so what'll happen is their their males are already in the tailwater or you know below Beaver Lake. They're up in the White River uh-huh. right now. They're at War Eagle Creek. The males show up first, and then when a female gets a uh, you know, females will start staging in deeper water. Right. And once they're ready to spawn, they'll come up, release their eggs, and then they'll leave. Hmm. And it happens, uh, re- you know, they can, it can happen overnight. You know, they just really? get ready to spawn. They'll, you know, one female will come up, spawn with males that are already there, and then wow. it'll leave. So, that, yeah, the best time to fish for them is actually before the spawn. Because during the spawn, they've got other things right. on their mind, yep. you know. Gotcha. So that's why right now you see people catching pretty good numbers and of, of fish and bigger fish, right? Because they're out, you know. They're they're the females are staging. Um, you can catch a lot of males in the tailwater right now, or or I mean in the in the river arms right now. Uh huh. But the bigger females are probably you know a little further down the lake. I see. So let's let's talk about water clarity. So because Below the dam, the water clarity is very good. And here up in the river, um, we have some color. There's some turbidity in the water, kind yeah. of a high rating, I would say, yeah. kind of a cloudy. Um, so does that make a difference in, in how they spawn? You got this dirty water, or is it affecting more of how the angler needs to fish? It's probably uh, probably affecting more how the angler is fishing, you know, uh-huh. uh, maybe more bright lures. We noticed that uh, just from doing some sampling in the White River above Beaver Lake that they seem to run a few days earlier than than when the uh, than they do below the dam. Uh huh. And the reason why that is simply because uh, if they're running generating water through the dam on Beaver Tailwater, it can right. be really cold. Uh huh. And so, so yeah. let's say the White River is the second week of March when it's really when there's a lot of fish in there, a lot of walleye in there. Um, Kings Rivers, like I said, around the 15th to 17th of March. Right. Beaver Tailwater is a week later. It's wow. normally it's it's normally all the way into, you know, there there'll be walleye spawning there the 22nd through the 29th of March. Wow. Yeah. So later. so yeah. when to get our to get the uh, to get the broodstock or the eggs that we need right. for the hatchery. We actually do a spawning project either on the Kings River or on uh, Beaver Tailwater, hmm. and we'll uh, we'll take an electric fishing boat in and we'll uh, we'll catch we'll catch male and female walleye, and if they're ready to spawn, we'll uh, we'll spawn them on the bank right there in the pans, uh-huh. fertilize the eggs, and then take them back to the hatchery to to raise them out to stock back in the lake, hmm. and. Uh, so we can we can normally hit the Kings River first, right? And then if we, if we have too high water, if it gets really warm too fast, we can always go back to the tailwater. You know, a week later. Okay, good. I think everyone wants to know when you talk about sampling, is it a rod and a reel? Do you nope. go out there the rod and reel and <laughs> nope. the jig and the, no, the jig and minnow, and you're out there <laughs> uh, you're out there fishing, and you're like. Boy, this is tough work. Is I could do work. sampling here. Oh, I'm going to sample the smallmouth while yeah. I'm here. You know, no. We're when we're talking about <laughs> sampling, we're we're actually right. using a an electrofishing boat that puts electricity in the water. All right. So I wish it was rod and reel fishing, but <laughs> you need to put that in. Yeah, like, I know. Start telling them this is this new scientific way of of 
seeing if right. you can if you can get them with these uh, with these minners. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Will they bite minnows better than jigs? Yeah. You know, you could go back and forth. I That's guess. true. But, yeah, you know, we've actually uh, we've actually found that uh, like you're talking about different types of sampling gear right. on uh, on our smallmouth bass streams and rivers. We've actually found that it we'll get a group of people and go out and fish the stretch we're going to electrofish the right. same week and we can triple our catch rates on uh on just fishing with a rod and reel than we do with really? electrofishing because a lot of times electrofishing for smallmouth they'll hear you coming in the daytime right. and they'll run and get under a rock and you won't oh. ever see them again you know they'll I got you. they'll get up under a rock so there may be a possibility to do that in the future. <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah. I'll go to work for the state. What do you yeah. do? Well, I do sampling. Yeah. I, have to, I have to go fish the Kings River. Right. I have to go cut fish uh, Crooked Creek. Yeah. I, could, I can name some good places oh, to yeah. go down to that would yeah. be. Do you guys do anything with the mulberry? Or is that um, pretty much that's just in a different. That's in a different, that's a different district. Yeah. All right. Yep. All right. Got, got too far out of there, but I figured yep. if. There was one stream that didn't get that much fishing. It might be that because yeah. of the current in the river. Was yeah, like not very safe for most anglers to yeah, be it's, uh, kayaking it's, around. It can be treacherous at times. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's visit a little bit about uh, crappie fishing. What's going on with uh, crappie fishing? Um, how about uh, you did some sinking of the brush uh, early? What's going to happen this year with that? So in uh, 2023, we actually got a. We got a yep. grant from uh, Bass Pro Shops, right? And uh, they they gave us two hundred and seventy five thousand dollars. Bass Pro Shops did, and we're right. we're actually buying a new habitat barge and a skid loader for doing have doing habitat oh. projects statewide. So to get that funding, we're we said we were going to do three major habitat projects in the White River, and one of them's in right. Beaver Lake. So we'll be doing a two week fish habitat project in December of next year. And we'll be focusing on the this part of the lake, the upper end. Okay, in two thousand twenty-three. Two thousand twenty-three. It'll be in December of twenty twenty-three. But we also have several small projects listed, right? For the for the for the for twenty twenty-three that won't be as big, but we'll still be putting uh, quite a few structures in the lake. Right. Fish cleaning structures. Um, we fish have fish cleaning things. We are, we are actually. Uh, I'm going to be budgeting for a in our fisheries uh, in our. And our capital expenses, I'm going to be budgeting right. for a, uh, like a, a courtesy dock at Highway 412. Yeah, and excellent. Then, and then one at uh, Highway 12 up there in that end yeah. of the lake. But we're also, we've, we've got permission from the Corps to, we're, we're designing a, uh, a fish cleaning station at Hickory Creek. Okay. And uh, that, that's in the works right now. It may take, we may not get it done in 2023. We right. may have to budget for it in 2024. But that's something that we are, yes, okay. we're looking at is getting a fish cleaning station there at Hickory Creek. Well, that's good. All that's yeah. good. So the money that that you use for that, tell us, where does that come from? Does it come from fishing licenses? Where, yeah, where does it, it come well, from? Well, uh, so depending on what what we're doing, the the uh, the fish cleaning station would probably come from our general, you know, general budget or our capital budget that's uh -huh. from fishing license sales, the sales okay. tax. The other, you know, maintenance or improving uh, area, you know, boating access can come from marine fuel tax money. Okay. And marine fuel tax is 
it's an excise tax that people pay at the marina. You know, okay. you know how much right. how much more gas yes. is at a marina? That's right. Well, that money there, there's a pretty good amount of tax there that goes straight back into the states to improve boating access. So we'll right. be using some of that money for it as well. That's awesome. Yeah. So people, all those places you're talking about are are places that people go there right now, but to enhance where they go and yeah. And it it'll make things better, easier for anglers, safer. Right. So uh, tell us, there's still time to make yep. some money, right? <laughs> tell us about that. Yeah, we have about a month, probably about a month left on the uh, striped bass uh, exploitation study, where we uh, we tagged fish in Beaver, Washita, and Norfolk Lake striped bass. It's with a uh, it's a bright kind of pinkish red tag. And they have two on either side. And uh, if you catch a tag striped bass in Beaver Lake, Washita, or Norfolk, you call a number on the tag. And uh, once you answer a few questions, you'll get a check for $100 in the mail. Um, basically, it's to evaluate how many fish are being harvested. Right. And we may be able to use it in the future to uh, you know, help us draft new regulations for the striped bass fisheries. All right. Um, in these three lakes. How many tags have been turned in on Beaver Lake? So we've had uh, uh, 40, 47 tags returned really? on Beaver. The next was washed or uh, Norfolk, and it was around, I think it was 28 tags on wow. Norfolk, and then 14 on Washita. So it's kind of wow. telling us, one thing it's telling us right off the bat is we're having, we have, we think we have more fishing pressure for stripers on Beaver. And we saw that I'm in the sure Creel survey too. Uh-huh. So, uh, you know, it's something that's going to help us um, decide if we needed to do a regulation change, make a, you know, a stricter minimum length limit in the in the cool months right? or something like that. We may, it may be helping drive, hey, we need to be stocking more than 200,000. That's something right. we're trying to, uh, trying to determine out of that study. Right. And uh, how about the white bass population? They seem to be spotty this last last this past year and this year at the start. Yeah. What's up with that? I think a lot of people, uh, you know, the the issue we have with all these high water events in the spring right. is you'll get white bass into the into the uh, upper end of the lake, and uh, they'll they'll start coming in really good, and anglers will start catching them, and then we'll get a flood, right? You know, and then it then it just messes it up for a while, um, so. We, we still think at some of our sampling we've done, you know, they're the most prolific fish in the lake. Right. We, we still see a lot of them. A lot of people complain about, hey, we don't see them pushing shad up to the surface anymore. And, yeah, we don't see that very much, but maybe it's because they don't, they have, they have so many shad to eat, they right. don't have to push them to the surface. You know, like, right. I mean, you've seen it. You uh-huh. know, a lot of anglers have seen the the amounts of shad in the lake is through the roof right now, we think. And it's because of these high water events and the nutrients coming in during flooding. So there's a possibility that, you know, back in the, before 2008, when we've had all these high water events, you would see fish, you know, you'd see them schooling yeah. in the summer, pushing shad up, and you, we don't see it very much anymore. Right. And I'm wondering if, they don't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, possible. There's so much shad. Yeah. All the fish are benefiting from yeah. from yeah. the shad populations right. that we're getting. Harder for the anglers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
But it's it's good because of the population. It yeah. Support them. Mm-hmm. That takes us to a tackle time. Tackle time sponsored by Pico Lures. Of course, we talked about everything that Pico Lures can catch. You can catch walleye, stripers, crappie, coarse crappie. We got all kinds of lures for that. And, um, you know, catfish. We didn't talk about catfish. You'll have to come on one day and talk about yeah. catfishing. But uh, anyway, um, anything you want to catch, all the game fish that are out there swimming, no matter where you live, no matter where you're at. Whichever lake you're at, Pico Lures got something. Check them out at picolures.com. John, if they wanted uh, to find out more about what you're doing, where would they go? What's your social media contact? So we have uh, uh, Fisheries Northwest Arkansas. is okay. a, It's a game and fish one. Uh, Facebook page, they can go there. Um, we also have a, uh, you know, you can go just to our Arkansas game and fish website. Okay. And get information. But uh, the, our Facebook page is really popular. And if you just type in fisheries NWA, you know, game right. fish, you'll find it. All right. Well, perfect. Uh, appreciate it. Like I always like to end the show, make sure you keep your hook sharp and your lures in the water. <laughs>